Boom, we're back. Episode 119, clean shaven, got rid of the mustache. Um, Movember is done, so uh, got rid of it. Um, and we are back with episode 119. Um, I'm very, very happy to uh, to have Jonathan Pierce join me on, on this episode. He had a huge win. He looked very, very impressive after a long layoff, getting a very, very impressive win over Kai Kamaka. Without further ado, I'll, uh, I'll bring him on. Hey, man, how's it going? Good, how you doing? Not too bad. So, uh, how are things there, man? How's how's things with the pandemic? There's a lot of a lot of stuff going on right now in the world. So, uh, how are you holding up, man? Uh, I'm doing good. I think the COVID was good for me. I got to move back home and heal my shoulder up and save some money up and work and uh, get ready to come back out to Arizona and train and do do it all over again. Yeah, you looked, uh, man, very, very good. Long layoff, obviously had to deal with your shoulder, um, had to bounce back from from a loss, and you looked very, very good. So how does it feel to get your first UFC win? It felt surreal that night. I felt like I like go back. I, I was expecting more of a war, but, uh, you know, I, I got a clean finish and came out unscathed, probably the best I've ever came out of the cage, like, not hurt and stuff. So I was excited about that and to be able to do that on the highest level. Uh, how'd you, uh, how'd you celebrate? Obviously you were in Vegas, but you couldn't celebrate like you usually would. So uh, how'd you celebrate? I went and my uh, parents had watched it at a bar downtown and I went and met up with them there and everybody knew who I was because my dad was screaming my name. That's my boy. You know, while my fight was going on. So it was a good time, and I got to spend some quality time with my family. That's good. Did you uh, did you get a lot of drinks and uh, food in you? I'm sure I would. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Put some weight back on. Good. Um, so um, how did it feel having a new opponent? I mean, you were originally scheduled to face Sean Woodson. Change of opponents really just seemed like nothing can go your way. I mean, you get thrown a legend, and then you get this shoulder injury, and then you're like, finally got a fight. Oh, by the way, a couple of weeks out, I think less than a week out, but here's Kai. Um, I thought that I, I felt like something like that could happen, you know, and uh, I was ready for whatever, you know, I was, I was ready to fight whoever came in the cage. And I think fighting low for my debut was like really good experience. So I have like a whole that I can hold myself to. Like if I'm prepared to fight, it's like at the top. I want to talk a little bit about that, uh, about that fight. Obviously Joe Lozon is a future hall of famer. One of the best lightweights to ever do it. Everybody loves Joe Lozon. When you were drawn against him in your debut, what was your initial reaction? Uh, I was excited. I thought I was going to do great. I thought I got uh, never fought the king in his castle, you know, never fought a dude at his hometown for the UFC. So I gained a lot of experience with that and, you know, coming more prepared. And I was just kind of coasting in my career. That me that I needed to 45 and work harder. And like, this isn't a game where, you know, you can get cut. Um, yeah, and just put in that extra extra mile. How did you feel down at 145? I felt great. Uh, I think that's home for me now, and I want to take over the 45 division. So, I want to ask about the layoff. Obviously, a lot of people have 
layoff due to the code due to COVID and whatnot, but you uh, you had some other stuff going on there with your shoulder. So how did the shoulder feel? Any nagging injuries, and how was the recovery? It felt good in the fight. Um, you know, I still feel like there's more room for improvement on it. Like it, it'll come around more and more and more as I go. But uh, you know, I I'd hurt my foot in in the fight, and uh, I just was like trying to be wary of that. But uh, for the most part, other than that, I, I was good. You know, I got an MRI today, got a X-ray, so I think they're gonna try to boot me up, but. I want to get back in there. You say you want to get back in there. Do you want to get back in there soon to make up for that time that you've lost? Or or are you looking at, you know, maybe a little a bit of yeah, a layoff? Like this, this win was like bittersweet because like I felt like I should have done that back when I fought Lozon. And then I get this opportunity and do what I thought I should have already done. So for me, like I feel like I want another fight so I can feel like, okay, now I actually won. You know what I mean? Um not, not that it was the long layoff or anything like that. I just feel like, you know, fights will come as they come. Like, I could fight six times in a year, you know. So, uh, just got to be smart about this career and, uh, you know, take it a day at a time, live in the moment. It's, the, uh, it's a bit harder when you're coming off a loss to, to kind of pick who you choose, who pick, pick who you fight because – it's usually, all right, well, I don't really get a say. It's whoever the UFC throws at me. But coming off a win, you kind of have some sort of say. You can, you have the right to call out people. You know, you've got some momentum going. Is there anybody of interest to you? And uh, what sort of timeline are you looking at for, for a return? Obviously, you said sooner rather than later. But is there a date? They're going to boot me up. Like, I'm ready to cut weight and do it again right now. But they're going to boot me up and then I'm – meet with my coaches and stuff tomorrow and like get a game plan down like when I want to get back in but as soon as I could get back in is when I, I feel most comfortable you know um, I couldn't get like, a specific day you know like we won't sp spar for a few weeks um, but I wouldn't mind fighting like uh, what's his name it's what was that? Charles Charles Rosa. Charles, Charles Rosa. Rosa. And uh, I think uh, Derek Minner and my name got ran together. But uh, you know, like the I got I got the offer to fight Charles Rosa back for the fight with Lozon and I was like, No, I'm gonna do fifty five. So if they if if they if that fight's still available, like, you know. I'm not, I'm not here to run my mouth. Like I'm here to just, you know, do, do what I came to do, you know, go out there, win fights and beat people I'm not supposed to beat. But at this point it's a strategy. So like I want the fights that are going to get me where I have a number next to my name. So those fights not, might not even be the one, the correct ones. That's what that meeting's about for me tomorrow. So once I go that, then I can put up and play what I, what exactly I'm going to do. And then uh, start pushing it because I feel like right now the market's hot for me, so I need to like make a move, and I and I and plus I, I need to make a move. I, I just had to get pulled back a little bit because of the X-ray and stuff like that. I want to talk a little bit. I want to do like a little bit of a throwback here because you know at one point in your career you were on a three-fight losing streak, seven fights in. 
Um, yeah. You know, you play your career on a four four fight win streak. You're like, oh my god, this is great. I'm a great fighter. I've got so much momentum, and then you lose three fights. It's hard, and you see so many fighters who go through something like that, and they end up calling it a career. How do you mentalize it, and how do you battle through that and say, you know what, I'm still going to make the UFC. I don't care if I'm on a three-fight losing streak. I'm going to make it. Kind of um, describe that moment in your career. It was like do or die. My back was up against a wall, and uh, like I was like, well, I've done it four times. Why couldn't I do it again? I lost this one real fast, like in the first round. I'm like, I had things going on in my life at that point that, and I was young and I was taking fights because I didn't, I was um, trying to keep from getting in trouble outside of the cage, you know? So I was like, oh, I'll just take this fight, relieve some stress. And I did that back to back. And it's like within a couple of weeks where I took those losses. So I, I did that just for the, for the main cause, you know, even if I did lo lose them, it wasn't that big of a deal. But when I was going to fight um, Demir for Bellator after I was on a three-pot losing streak, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to smash this guy. No one thinks I can do it but me, and I'm going to show him. And that's pretty much what the game's about. You know, like, they're going to match you against the best guy or the best match that they think so they can have a, a good fight. And you got there, and that's your moment to be able to prove that you're better than that guy. So – I just went out there and put it all together and I started smashing dudes again, went on a six fight win streak and then I lost to Lozon. But people but people like see it as a loss. Like they're not true fans. They don't know who Lozon is. You know what I mean? So yeah. like I'm not losing to scrubs. Like I'm losing to like people who are gonna go down the Hall of Fame. And I think that's good experience, you know, like that's my debut. And now I go and I fight another guy that was supposed to beat me, but was kind of like in my range he was supposed to smash me three to one odds but now you start to see you know like yeah i wasn't quite ready for that one fight but maybe run it back now you know so yeah. in all respect to Lozon, you know what i mean that's why i wanted that opponent so do you do you embrace the underdog role i know there's so many fighters who like being the underdog they, they it's like easier, it's, e it's easier because it's already taken away from you and you yeah. just got to get it back the harder part is, is when you're the one who's supposed to beat Lowe's on and you got it and then someone takes it from you and then you got to take it back from them in that 15 minutes. So um, it's kind of like football, you know, like uh, you you got you won the toss and you get the ball first, but he might get the ball at the end. So you, it's just this is the way it goes. And, um, you know, I love this sport and I, I just want to get out there and do it again. When you, uh, I, I hear so many different stories about how people end up finding the sport of MMA, but unlike a lot of current MMA fighters, you you, you come from hard work. You come from, from working hard uh, with, with your dad and whatnot. So kind of describe the mentality that that instilled in you and how that's changed both who you are as a person, but also as a fighter. Um, I think uh, with anything in life, if you can out endure like the suffering, then you will receive what is coming to you. Like it's just as long as you don't quit, you're going to be a success. And that's literally all it is. And just putting putting it in day in, day out. And there's going to be trying testing days. But like that's when you got to find something deep down in you like and remember, oh, I remember the days back when I wrestled. And I was getting beat by the girls and stuff, you know. But now that no one, no one would even 
think that that was possible, you know? So it's just cool to be able to look back and be like, you know, this, this isn't anything new. I've always been reaching for the same goal. It just might've been like wrestling versus fighting. So I'm just, man, I just wanted to line me on how I wish I wasn't injured right now. So I could just get back out there. You hear that so often, like guys are just on this high and they want to just jump back in there. And it's, uh, it's crazy for me to see because if I had a fight and I won, I'd be like taking it. I'd taking it for six months. I'd be like, look, I'm still, I'm still a winner. I wouldn't yeah, want to. Yeah. The thing is, that, like, I won. I'm a winner. Like, I hit a home run, but I want to hit a grand slam. You know what I mean? And you ain't yeah. gonna hit a grand slam just sitting on first base. So I, I really want to get back out there and try. And I'm not trying to hold my spot. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to like be an active fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, I just ha- I just had to have surgery and it put me down. But I think that was long overdue. Like I wrestled since I was 12. So I could have done that way back in the day and just it got to the point where now I needed it. So I think, you know, I'm 28. I'm right at the beginning of my peak. And I think it's just going to go up from here. Yeah. It, and there's a lot of recency bias in this sport. Like a lot of fans remember the past two, three months. And then if you don't take a fight – they kind of forget about you. And you kind of like, until your name's drawn in the hat again, they kind of forget. Well, they, this is an entertainment business. Like entertain me or, you know, I need somebody who's going to entertain me. So that's how I've looked at it. And um, I'm prepared to go back out there and do it again. You know, I want to talk about some, some coaching choices you made and some decisions you made. You, you, you have been spending a lot of time going back home, back to your roots. How yeah. does that, uh, how, how, how significant was that for this camp? I think, uh, you know, don't forget where you come from. And uh, I just went out there and worked jiu-jitsu, got my shoulder strong, did rehab, lifted, did a lot of strength and conditioning. Like I was getting up and I'd go to work. And then three days a week, I'd go do PT lifting. And I'm not talking no little stuff i'm talking some big boy stuff like over 500 reps and run it running with the sandbag for a mile three miles you know so like i was going hard way like way back before may you know and i'm ready for this camp because i just took a chapter out of Blozon's book you know he had that loss and took like 18 months or something like that and trained for me so i might as well you know if you can't beat them join them so i just i just cheated off his test to pass the class you know so that that's what us young fighters like I've noticed in my early career I need to have more experience and be around this stuff and be around older fighters so I can see where as me as a young UFC fighter can come up and be those guys that are names later on in the UFC yeah yeah it's true and I I really do find a lot of guys tend to to sway away from their roots you know they get excited they're like oh my god ATT aka or whatever the gym may be but they tend to forget about who got them to the dance and it is good to see they got me they got me to the dance but at at a certain point I had to go to fight ready because I was such like a powerhouse that I needed other people that could beat me and I felt like you know I got most of my sparring out of fight ready and uh, those guys, I was at the lab, left the lab, went to fight ready, and uh, I'm I'm happy with it. You know, I had Eddie Chaw as my striking coach. Um, I had Frankie as my wrestling coach for this one. Chad over at fight ready, and then Casey for jujitsu. So 
uh, I was definitely in the right spot when I went out there that night. Yeah, and such such a, a lot of experience there too. Frankie Signs, obviously UFC veteran who's been around for a while. So a lot of experience there at Fight Ready that you may not be able to, to have gotten back home. So I want to talk a little bit uh, about an upcoming fight. Uh, I can't I can't let you go without asking this. I'm only going to ask a couple more questions, but Figgy okay. versus uh, Brandon Moreno. Uh, they both looked unbelievable last time out. Do you have a a, a pick for that fight? For which fight? Um, uh, Davison Figueroa versus uh, Brandon Moreno. I like Figueroa, man. He's a he's a he's a cool dude. I like his style and. Uh, I think he's got it, but you know, I always, I always like watching, and I always like to cheer the underdog on too, because it's just, you know, that's what makes it fun uh, with the sport. So, always watching the guys who aren't going to supposed to win come back and win. That's that's always the best. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, I'm the same way. It's like if my favorite fighter isn't fighting, I'm always going for the underdog. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the way I look at it. And uh, with Christmas around the corner. Um, it'd be nice to know what what's on your wish list. If you could have one thing for Christmas, what would it be? A new UFC contract. <laughs> Something money can't buy, you know what I mean? I like that. I like that. Um, and anyone you want to thank, anyone you want to plug, um, this is your opportunity yeah. to do it before I, we have I want to thank uh, David at Fight Ready uh, for supporting us and he's the gym there. I want to thank, uh, all my coaches, Frankie, uh, Eddie Chaw, Casey Oxendine, Chad, all those guys at Fight Ready and, uh, anybody who's been a part of my process, um, my wrestling coaches, I've been doing this since I was 12. So, you know, I got 16 years of people to thank and, uh, you know, I'm very grateful for it. All right, man. Thank you very much for the time. Um, you looked unbelievable. I uh, can't wait to see you back out there. All the best, man. Hopefully the shoulder completely recovers next time out because we can only imagine how good you're going to look once that's completely healed. Thank you, man. All right, man. All the best. Stay safe. You too. All right. There you go. Jonathan Pierce, UFC featherweight. He looked incredible last time out. Uh, can't wait for his next one. Um, if you haven't yet, be sure to uh, like, comment, and subscribe, and uh, I'll see you guys next